Blog Talk Radio. Some people that know that I love them, but I ain't got time to make all them calls. I say a chronic shit, I'm really sleeping. The music and lean got me off the walls. If I gotta tell you, I love you to show it, then you motherfuckers don't know me at all. If I gotta tell you, I love you to show it, then you motherfuckers don't know me at all. My love works overtime. My hustle is overtime. I'm grinding like overtime. Love you when you're wrong or right. Hey. I'm deep in them trenches, I'm missing my babies, I'm up on the road They calling like crazy, I'm chasing this paper to move out the project and into a home Studio going to fuck all these hoes, just like a stripper, I can't put a dope I hate these stages, I'm raging by paper like pages, I book it, then I gotta go Ain't told the mom since I left from the land, so many cities don't know where I am Charter room buses and planes waking up in hotels and then days by the setup like camp Okay, she's sweating a nigga like damn, even my woman that's straight from the plan Sister got married, my brother got locked up, man calling me, telling me check on the fam I'm out here jugging the streets once again, profit the mood that they say once again They back to making the play once again, I wanna see all of my niggas win I gotta see how I juggle them them, gotta cop three women, Bentley and Benz You don't see me with a couple of friends, the hustle is real and this shit never ends Hey. Sorry I ain't took the time to call I'm moving so that we get at it all The balance makes it hard sometimes I fall People that know that I love them, but I ain't got time to make all them calls. I say a brownie shit, I'm really sleeping. The music and lean got me off the walls. If I gotta tell you, I love you to show it, then you motherfuckers don't know me at all. If I gotta tell you, I love you to show it, then you motherfuckers don't know me at all. My love works overtime. My hustle is overtime. I'm grinding like overtime. Love you when you're wrong or right. Hey. 
alright, alright, alright. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, that was from our guest, Superstar K. He's going to be on the show later today. He sent us a whole bunch of music. So tonight's music is sponsored by Superstar K and Brittany B. We appreciate you guys. And I'm excited. Welcome to Let's Chat, y'all. Hey, T. Hey, Liz. I like that song. I was like, I haven't heard that before. (laughs) I know. Oh, yeah, see, they sent us a lot of music today, so we got a lot of new music to be able to play. You know, we get excited mm-hmm. when we get new music from artists. We love it. We love it. We love it. Well, we got a great show for you on today. We are talking that talk with three fabulous guests. T, open us up so we can get it cracking. Absolutely, absolutely. Like we said, welcome, everybody. We know we kind of threw you guys off. Tonight is Wednesday. But we're going to have a great time nonetheless But here on Let's Chat, you know, we love seeing new guests in our chat room And I see new eyes and new faces tuning in, so we thank you for that But just to let you guys know what we do here on Let's Chat, Leisha and I We love celebrating literature because we are readers first and foremost But as y'all can see from the opening tunes, we love all things arts we love good music. That's a definite. But we love celebrating it the royal way because that's the only way we know how to celebrate it. Now, our guest uh, comes on, and they share their passion with us and our listening audience, and, and it kind of gives you a chance to interact with them in an intimate, fun, and friendly environment. And you get to hear the passion behind what it is that they do because you never know. It may touch you somewhere in your life. So we hope you guys are ready, strapped in, as y'all can tell from the music, we are going to have a nice, nice show tonight. Get those red cups going because Leisha and I, we don't discriminate. Who's to say Leisha ain't got a red cup over there? I'm just saying. Oh, wait a minute. I do. <laughs> I got a red cup full of ice water. <laughs> I do. I got my red cup and my straw. All right, now, see, we, we don't discriminate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. We got a hot, hot show today. We got three fabulous guests. Um, we were talking that talk today about no limits and no boundaries. You know, a lot of times you got so many things that happen or just happen around you or to you um, that you makes you feel like there is some sort of boundary there stopping you from, from moving, something stopping you from mm-hmm. getting uh, where you want to go. And a lot of times that boundary is you. And sometimes it's the people you attach to you, you know, that, uh-huh. that's stopping that. Uh-huh. And so sometimes you have to clear your own path and you have to know that, you know, there are no limits to what you can do. You don't have any boundaries. Right. And any boundaries that are created are created by you, either the ones that are mentally created, ones that you welcome into your space. But either way it goes, you, you have control over that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we tend to forget about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because you can only be bound by yourself, like you said. But um, expand, you know, explore, open up those lanes and, and just keep going forward, you know, expand. I love that. I actually just used that phrase today, setting boundaries, because um, not only in – I'm sorry, Lisa, I had to let someone out, out of the office – 
not only in in life and not only in your your passion or your walk, but just in life general, your day to day activities. You know, don't set boundaries and don't let anybody set boundaries on you. You know what? I was just talking about that because you know, um, I did a post. I guess uh, I want to say last year, and mm-hmm. um, somebody liked it, so it came back up. You know, when they like your post from a long ago, it always comes back up on social media. And it was talking about allowing, don't allow people to place you inside of a box because they will mm-hmm. box you up real quick. They will box you That's up right. and lock you down so quick, you know. And it's 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 that that is part of that boundary. Sometimes you got to step outside of that box and outside of the mm-hmm. people and outside of what's going on and and do what you do. Mm-hmm. That's right, because, you know, uh, uh, someone can be envious or jealous of the moves that you're making, mm-hmm. you know, because they may not be making moves for themselves or in their lives, so they want to surround you with the boundaries that they surround themselves with and just kind of stifle you, stifle your growth. So don't let anyone uh, put chains on you and hold you back. You just keep forwarding, you know, that, that passion and that energy, and, and you can go so far. Absolutely, that's so very true. Um, and and sometimes, sometimes you got to charge the people's mind and not their heart. Sometimes you mm-hmm. do have those people they don't mean to to put place a lid on you. You know, sometimes you do have those people that place lids on you, but it's not that they want you to stop. It's whatever's going on in their world, they want to be able to catch up to what you're doing, and so they need you just to slow down. And so they kind of put a little lid on it. But everybody. Everything happens for a reason. And sometimes mm-hmm. in in relationships, no matter what they are, there's always a reset period. And mm-hmm. it's not saying that you can't um, still be down with that person, but you don't let that person stop you from moving. Let the, They'll catch up. They'll catch up. And if they don't, that's on them. But you keep moving. You know what I'm right. saying, but everything happens for a reason, and sometimes when it happens, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel good at the moment, or you don't understand right. it at the moment, or um, mm-hmm. it it just doesn't compute in your mind, like why is this happening? And sometimes it could mm-hmm. be a death in the family, sometimes it could be a loss of a job, sometimes it could, it could be almost anything, things that that are meant to rattle us, and then we get so mm-hmm. frustrated when things are not going the way we want, but in all actuality, they're going the way they're supposed to go because you got somewhere to be. Mm-hmm. And also, Leash, you know, some, some things in life can just bring you down to your knees, and that's where your faith kicks in, you know, mm-hmm. just believe in yourself and believe that, that you can do it because you got to get up off those knees, dust them off, and just keep going because plenty of times, you know, you, you, you just, you you the weight of it all just seems to hold you down, and you can start mm-hmm. doubting yourself. You can put those mental right. boundaries, those self boundaries, upon yourself, and just shake them off and get those keys rattling and open those, those up those locks, and just keep the faith. That's so true. I'm glad mm-hmm. you said that, Steve. That's really, really true, because you know things happen and. When things start going on and you feel that things are going wrong and it's not that they're meant to um, stop you, sometimes those things are meant to rattle you so you can actually move your feet. Maybe you've gotten Mm -hmm. complacent. Maybe you've 
um, you just seem to be hovering or for some reason. Um, and so these mm-hmm. things are meant to rock you. They're meant to move mm-hmm. you. They're, they're meant to shake mm-hmm. you up a little bit so that it can get you moving. And right. And we don't look at them like that. You know, we don't look at things that happen like that. That's why I say everything happens mm-hmm. for a reason. There's a reason for mm-hmm. everything that happens. And most of the time mm-hmm. it's going to play out in your favor. That's right. And sometimes, you know, procrastination is real. And sometimes mm-hmm. that can be a hold back. You know, oh, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think I'm ready. I'll just maybe tomorrow, maybe next week. That procrastination can stifle a person. It really mm-hmm. can, you know. <laughs> Talk it about really, it. really, really can. <laughs> Talk about it. Like, I, my name is Leisha, and I am a procrastinator. <laughs> It has been one day since my last procrastination. Look, <laughs> you just gotta raise your head and be like, "Yep, that was me. Yeah, I do." Uh oh, just me like, step on those toes, Lisa. <laughs> you gotta raise your head and be like, "Yeah, that was me." Uh huh. <laughs> oh, we gotta. But it's really, it's, it's really real though. <laughs> Absolutely. My screen is not doing what I needed to do. Oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. Well, we got a fabulous, fabulous show for you today. We have great authors, great music. We have a great artist. We're talking that talk. Our first guest, you know, she's going to be stepping in the uh, chat room shortly. She is author. She is a radio host. First, before I start, I want to say shout out to Christy Lux. You know, we love Mm, you, Christy. mm. We are so proud of you, and we are excited for your new venture at Worldstar. Um, We're excited for you. You know, we always got your back. And so there was a farewell party because she was leaving Crave Magazine uh, to start this Mm -hmm. new venture at Worldstar. And Marie Wills is there. Y'all, she is the sweetest. She got the sweetest spirit. Just the sweetest spirit. But she is a children's author as well as a radio host. Um, and we having her on here. And it wasn't even hard to get her. It was just like, sure, what day? All right, y'all got it. <laughs> I just love it. I love, you know, when we're able to just connect like that with um, mm-hmm. artists mm-hmm. and authors. We just love to celebrate people in general. Absolutely, and she was one of the wonderful people that Leisha and I met on Friday night at Christie's farewell uh, gala, you know, and the connections were made, the the spirit was right, and uh, it is so nice when you meet genuine people who love what they do, and they love sharing their passion, uh, and that was, like you said, it was so easy for us to book her on our show tonight, so we are excited and we are appreciative of all of our guests sharing some of their special time with us here on Let's Chat tonight. Absolutely, absolutely. So she is going to come on and talk that talk with us. Mm-hmm. And Lisa, I love when we get children authors on the show because they, do a, they, bring, a little, they, they bring a little different perspective to the um, author world. And I love hearing it, 
the reasons behind being a children's author because those are those authors are just as important as any other genre in in the literary world. So it's always exciting to get a children's author on the show. Absolutely, and we don't get them often, but there are so many. Every time I turn around, somebody is writing a children's book. It is it is I think a booming um, genre in the literary uh-huh. industry. I really do. And I love when mm-hmm. authors are able to get down to that kitty level and be able to, to just love on and pour into small readers. Mm-hmm. Me too. Because those, those, yeah. that's how we start as, as young readers. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's the best thing. It is the best thing. My screen is just really not doing what I want it to do. I'm so frustrated mm-hmm. with it, but I'm not going to worry about it. T got it. <laughs> <laughs> So we have, uh, we're going to wait for her to step into the chat room. Um, Oh, T, let's play something else from uh, Superstar K. Um, I think there should be three songs in there. Okay, which one did we play already? You played the first one? Yep, the first one was Overtime. That was his newest release. Okay. Let's play Love Like This. I like that title. (laughs) Oh, Once again, you listen to our new music tonight by one of our special guests, Superstar. Roll smooth with a bang. Care too much about you, babe. About you, won't you say? Won't you say I promise you will never know a love like this Always yeah, in the same way same You way. make my heart race Heart race I promise you will never know a love like this I'll care for you, I'll be there for you No matter what you're going through While you sleep at night Hey, come get the business. Baby, I know I can never replace you I'm thankful for others' mistakes I don't have to wait as my loving takes you A little more love And I would overdo oh, A little more love And now I'm holding close Cause I care too much about you, babe About you, Won't you say Won't you say I promise you will never know a love like this
Yes, that was Superstar with a love like this. Mm-hmm. I like his music, Leash. I do, I do. Shout out to Brittany. Thank you for uh, gracing our ears with your fabulous artist. We have our first fabulous guest, the wonderful Marie Wills. Hello. Hey. How are you guys doing? We are good. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Welcome, thank welcome, you for welcome. having me. <laughs> okay, so you got to, this is your first time into the chat room. We tried to fix it up for you and get it nice. You got your little fuzzy slippers and your red cup because, you know, we don't mind whatever's in your red cup. We don't discriminate. It's all right. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> but we want you to tell everybody a little bit about yourself, your literary journey, your uh, radio journey. Just how did you decide to wrap that all up in just a ball of Marie? Oh, wow, absolutely. Well, I um, I was always a creative person and kind of was brought up where you, you know, if something's in you, you can manifest it. So I, um, I started in radio as a media correspondent. Well, it goes back to me hosting my own event. I used to host an event in Atlanta called Spotlight Tuesdays where we featured indie artists. And hosting that event opened a lot of doors for me to host other events. So I started hosting events like the Sweet Auburn Music Festival, the African American Festival in Baltimore, and a couple of other um, things for nonprofits like the Steve Harvey Foundation and Brown Girls Village. And so from hosting, you know, people started to request me for corresponding. So I became a correspondent for um, Crave Magazine and also for um, Girl Power Hour Radio. Um, so as a and shout out to Jay Nash. Um, she actually really gave me my opportunity to go on air. Um, one day she needed someone to fill in and she trusted me with it. And from that show, she allowed me to uh, kind of co-host for her. So I would host the show two days, uh, two times a month and she would host the other two. And then um, it inspired me to start my own radio show, um, Afternoon Tea Radio. Uh, and that you know, I've all I, my ultimate goal is to go to um, television. So, I had um, wanted a show that discussed different um, topics that affect the community, and um, so I started uh, Afternoon Tea Radio, where we do the story behind a stereotype, and we discuss different stereotypes and feature different indie artists and things like that. And the book kind of manifested with the same. You know, my brand is really just discussing those difficult topics and um, expanding your perspective. So I uh, started, um, when I had my daughter, when she started to go into grade school, I would have, you know, it made me nervous, kind of. You hear all the back talk about, um, you know, the issues, something can happen to your child, your child holds secrets, scared to tell you things, things like that. So I wanted to kind of create something that opened that dialogue for parents and their children. So my uh, my children's book, The Secret Keeper, Perfect the Way You Are, it's about a mom who turns into a superhero, and she um, – the, the child, your child, the child tells her her secrets at night. So um, she's the secret keeper superhero, and um, her she tells her she tells the secret keeper all her secrets, and her she gets advice, and she learns to um, you know 
kind of confidence, and that particular one is about bullying. So she gets that confidence as she goes back to school, you know. So it's one of those things where you just, um, I wanted to create a series where you can open dialogue between parents and children about those difficult topics. Absolutely. And so what was the process like putting children's books together? Because you do so much in the adult world. And even though you have a little yeah. one of your own, how how is that process being able to get down uh, at at her level and be able to relate to the little ones? Yeah, well, um, I guess writing. I've always uh, was a writer. I used to write music, so writing is the fun part, um, and I'm comfortable and you know with being creative and um, kind of. And I, I mean, like I had a huge support, like my. Um, my boyfriend, he would read it over for me because he was an author. He is an author, and so he would read it over. And I would, you know, like kind of, how do you feel about this? What do you think about this? And get that advice um, on, okay, yeah, this flows. And then um, from there, you know, just the process. I mean, it is a process, you know, getting your illustrations done, um, getting uh, uh, it edited, all of that, you know, with us big deal with children's book is the illustrations, you know, if that's depending on the grade level and the age range. So um, it was a process putting it all together, um, but it was a fun process. And um, just kind of we let um, our kids read the book and stuff and made sure they liked it. <laughs> so kind of, um, you know, really getting, um, getting uh, my support systems advice really helped a lot. I love it. Now, is it currently in any of the school systems, any libraries? Well, right now it's on Amazon and it's on the web on my website, IamMariaWills.com. But I do um, tour uh, elementary schools, middle schools, um, and uh, different events um, and read my book. So I've toured several elementary schools where classes have purchased you know, the book, or I did a summer program um, this summer where um, I would read to the uh, camp and things like that. So I really go out wherever I'm requested and read to the children, or in some cases they want me to tell about being an author and the process. just depends on what they're learning and what um, concept the teachers or the educators need. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I yeah. love it. This is Tony um, Maria. Thank you so much again for joining us tonight. Now, what other um, aspects of, of of children's lives would did you feel that you may want to tackle book wise? Oh yeah. So the series um, I started with something a little more. Um, I mean, I guess it's it's a little more uh, not as touchy of a topic. Mm-hmm. It's called. Um, it's about bullying, but. I want to, the series is going to go into um, everything from uh, homosexuality and discussing that topic with your children to being a a step-parent and um, it's okay to say no. Um, I want to get to those topics that really, um, that should be discussed. You know, I feel like we a lot of problems that we have is we don't communicate well and we don't allow our children to communicate well. And when I tell you mm-hmm. the, the back story of the book, so 
I the book once when I was when I had my daughter and I knew she had to go to school. I kept her um, out for her first year. She couldn't talk, but when she started talking and everything, I was like, you know, I started telling her like, hey, honey, so you know, God made mommy the secret keeper. So if someone ever tells you not to tell your parents, you can always tell mom because I'm the secret keeper, and God mm-hmm. told me your secrets. And so one day um, she had actually, I knew it was working when um, her dad had bought me like a Christmas present or something. And he's, she's, she's like for for her to give to me. And she's like, mom, I got a secret, you know, <laughs> I got to tell you. And she tells me the present. So th- at that time I was like, okay, hold on. This works. <laughs> she really is confiding. And so I shared that with, my friends and they were like, man, you should write a book about it. So it was Mm -hmm. one of those things where it was like, you know what, like, I don't want someone um, saying they're doing something to my child or anything like that. And her not feeling comfortable telling me, and this is Mm -hmm. whatever it takes for her to be able to, you know, open that, that door and, and, and tell me is, is what Mm -hmm. I'll do, you know? And so I want that, that opener, you know, for children and mm-hmm. parents start that dot. Like they have to talk about it. You got to talk about yeah. the uncomfortable because the reality right. is if somebody, either you're going to talk to them about it or somebody's child at the same age as them is going to talk about it with them, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it was just, I felt, I feel like it's an important thing right now. You know, the children are mm-hmm. exposed to so much so quickly is so necessary to um, be able to open that door of dialogue because without it, you know, I mean, you, your child's going to learn one way or another, and it's best that's, to have those right. conversations. Yeah. That's, that's so true. So mm-hmm. you sat down to write this book. I know you're, you're focused on small kids, and you did mention how you do go into some middle schools. Have you ever thought about um, branching out and writing young adult books or, you know, where you can touch those middle schoolers, um, high yeah. schoolers? So I have not thought about that. Um, I think that because my daughter's the inspiration for, for the book, she's six mm-hmm. now, it's very possible that once she turns a certain age, I might have <laughs> The idea to start like, talking I gotta to kids, get her, you know what I mean? Right, so I got to get there. She's six now. I got six yeah. more years. But I'm right we right on time. Age <laughs> range, <laughs> so you know it depends. I can't really tell you. She's like the muse for that. But I think that I like the age range I'm in um, because this is when the conversations need to start. I feel. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that with the whole concept of the series, um, I'm at the perfect age. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. interesting. Uh, this is Tony Mary. We got to remember to say who we are because people say we sound so much alike. Mm-hmm. But I just I, want, <laughs> I just want to say middle school is a tough time, and it's 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 a really mm-hmm. the turnaround, and especially on the topics that you had uh, mentioned earlier, like homosexuality and step parents mm-hmm. and and knowing that you can say no. And I think that mm-hmm. those are such formative years. But on the mm-hmm. flip side, do you feel that it's more prevalent in our community? Have you come across anything like that? 
Um, I, to be honest, you know, I am my community, so I really <laughs> – I don't necessarily feel the need to branch from it, so I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just uh-huh. know that, um, you know, um, I know that I don't, I don't think it's, I definitely don't think it's a, a black community thing. Um, I think uh-huh. that it's um, just children in general. I mean, you see it, it's in every, you know, sex cells and every element, every, I don't care what your race or creed is, you know what I mean? So, right, right. Like, it really doesn't matter, and I think that you know teaching, and, and I, I think that there's a there's a line to draw depending on the age of the child. So the book mm-hmm. is not this overwhelming deep book. It's at their level, and it's mm-hmm. at the, it's introducing the conversation so that if the topic does come up, they can bring it to to their guardian or parent or whomever, you know. So right. right. Um, you know, so it's it's not deep, deep, but it is that opener, you know, for the dialogue. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that every community deals with these things, you know. I think mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know, um, ch- children are influenced in a different way now. We're at an era of social media where everything is available for, for our children, um, black, white, purple, you know, they're all mm-hmm. exposed to things that's just, now, don't get me wrong, like my characters in my book, I do um, try to um, include everyone as far as the, you know, the, the illustrations and stuff of my main characters, um, you know, for me, it's important that my child can relate, you know, um, so mm-hmm. the characters do reflect um, her image, so but it is for everybody. This is not a, yeah, it's definitely not. And I don't think it's more so relevant in um, black communities either. I feel like in um, white communities, they have the issue. They just not might not, it's a little maybe more accepted um, certain things, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, and it, it gets deep, you know, if you really get into it, I do a lot of, I speak to young girls. Um, young and old girls through an organization called These Five Girls, and I'm also involved with Brown Girl Village and um, the Steve Harvey Foundation and, um, excuse me, the Steve Harvey and Marjorie Foundation. Let me not <laughs> add her. Uh, but <laughs> speaking to those girls, you know, it, it's deep out here. Like, um, they, they're exposed to things that they just shouldn't be. And um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it, I feel like if only some, you know a conversation, and they they don't they don't talk about it. I mean, it takes like different sessions and time, and them actually seeing that other people had the same issue they had to really mm-hmm. discuss it. You know, we're at a time now. I know as black women, to be specific, being one, um, we're at a, a time of. Um, Revelation, like we're we're discussing our testimonies and we're open at this time, and um, with that, you're we're learning that we're not alone, and we're communicating. And I think with other communities, the like we're so you know we're known for talking and being ourselves and a little too much to some, you know. So mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. we're starting to communicate more. We're getting more confident in discussing things that are uncomfortable, whether it's uncomfortable for other people or not. And I think that 
other cultures in, um, are not uh, necessarily that open. And so mm-hmm. secrets are kept, you know. And mm-hmm. so um, I think that that's, you know, it's a culture difference. Um, and don't get me wrong, we're just now getting there. Like, I, we got to remember, like, when you're talking about saying no and, you know, which is going to be a very, to me, a very powerful book, um, it, it, it stems back to a long time ago, you know, especially in this country, and um, it, it's almost a norm. Rape culture is, is valid, and it's happening, um, mm-hmm. and, and we're just now really discussing it. So, you know, it, 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 it starts young, but it's a bigger, deeper, you know, movement, honestly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's true. I love it. Now let's talk about afternoon tea radio. Okay. Yeah. So what was the process like getting that that because radio is a is a process. I don't care what nobody says. It is. It's a, it's a whole process all I'm by itself. <laughs> it's I'm a process all by itself. So what, it is. what has that process been like for you creating that platform for yourself? You know. um, it was just something I was passionate about. I mean, it really, this is almost like an adult version of the book, really, (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. to have these conversations. Like, we've discussed things like men and monogamy, the angry black woman, the strong black woman, um, even, you know, women in television, the story behind the stereotype, like different different stereotypes and um, topics and it's just a, a way to broaden your perspective. It's a way mm-hmm. to, and shoot, honestly, if I'm being real candid, it was for me, you know. I wanted something to broaden my perspective, you know. Mm-hmm. I wanted different point of views and different, you know, for different topics. I enjoy discussing things like that. I just, I, I enjoy hearing different point of views and um, expanding my perspective, you know. And so, um, and, and I loved radio. I knew I loved it. And then I wanted something that would be an easy transition into television. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. we're going to TV now. Is that what we're doing? That's the goal. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to right, put that all into existence in the atmosphere, you know? All right. Absolutely. That's right. Yes, own network. Yes, Lord, yes. That's the goal. You know, I love my radio, and I probably will always do radio. I truly enjoy it. I enjoy meeting the people. I just love the whole concept of radio. And thank goodness, I mean, like we're on, I'm on 1100 AM, on real 1100 AM, but I'm also on iHeartRadio because everybody doesn't listen to the radio. (laughs) Anymore. They're listening to podcasts like yours, and you know. But I truly love old-fashioned radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I do, I do. So, um, but but I enjoy. So I don't think I would ever stop that. But the idea is to take the concept and put it on television and make it visual, um, and and really expand it in that way. Um, the show we the creative part is fun for me. 
um, coming up with the different topics and concepts and having, you know, the different guests on there to discuss it is fun. Usually, you know, sometimes the guests match the topic, sometimes they don't. And it's like, whoa, I didn't know their <laughs> perspective on that, you know. So it's right. it's exciting. It's fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, our topic tonight is No Limits, No Boundaries. And we're talking mm-hmm. about how, oh, you know, sometimes you're your own boundary. Uh, and sometimes it's the people that you attach to you that become a boundary. What are your thoughts about mm-hmm. that? Um, no limits, no boundaries. What am, okay, I'm sorry. Ask me the question again. So what's my question in regards to boundaries? What's your thoughts about? I mean, my thoughts. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts about going through life with no limits and no boundaries, because a lot of times we create those things for ourselves. So it's like, um, mm-hmm. well, I guess, um, I'm, and, and y'all can let me know if I'm misinterpreting, um, but as far as no limits, no boundaries, when I hear that, the thoughts that come to mind is what I always say. If you can imagine it, imagination ain't nothing but something that is um, obtainable, you know, so I don't believe that, um, I think that you can obtain anything that you envision for yourself um, in regards to that. Now, boundaries in regards to life, um, ways, things to live by and setting boundaries for yourself, I think that's a necessity. Um, I think that, um, you know, so I'm not sure which way, you meant the top, the the actual statement, um, uh, but in regards to like life boundaries, I believe that having no boundaries is dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when it comes to what, <laughs> but when it comes to what you're able to obtain and who you can be and what you can become, I think that there is no limit to that. If that absolutely. Sense. And our yeah. topics are really just all around. So when we say no limits, no boundaries, we really, whatever the topic is, we allow the the guests to really just take it in whatever direction is oh, in yeah. their spirit to be able to take it. So you took it. It was awesome because you, you went both ways and was like, it's all in one. You can do whatever yeah. you want to do if you got to put your mind to it, which is true. And that mental, sometimes you block yourself from getting where mm-hmm. you want to go. Absolutely, you do. It's all. It's that's the only person that can block you is yourself. Mm-hmm. You're, you're the only person that can stop you from doing anything it is that you want to do in this world. You know, um, you're the only person. No one else has okay. the ability to do that. Yeah, I definitely agree. Now you know, here on Let's Chat, we like to do something fun. And because Not it's your right first now. day, we gonna, he going to go okay on you. I don't know. I might say touch your pearls now. We apologize later. Ain't no telling what she going to ask you. But we like to be able to show all aspects of our guests. You know, we like to be able just to yeah. show them just all the way around so that readers and listeners can get a feel um, of that author. Because I think, and, and it's true, when you when there's no word of mouth, your personality becomes the eye candy it becomes part of your book, and you become your book's legs, and you create that word of mouth. And so we like to be Absolutely. able to enhance that uh, with our guests that come on. And so we're going to say just sit back and um, <laughs> clutch your pearls and have pearls on. I don't know what she's going to ask, but I'm ready. <laughs> 
Felicia and I to meet you the other night at uh, Cindy's yeah. event. It was such a great time. We had a good time. But um, I'm gonna gear. I'm I'm gonna stay on that children's book theme. You know, I'm gonna give you. Uh, I'm gonna give you two props, and I want you to kind of incorporate it into any kind of scene. And I want you actually, I want you to give one of the props some superhero powers, and your prop <laughs> to use. <laughs> Your pop to use in a children's story is a puppy and some jelly beans. Puppy and some jelly beans. Okay. <laughs> so I'm I'm basically doing a story, a short story for the right. Give us okay. like a live excerpt. Okay. So like a once upon a time type of thing. If that's how you want to take it, whatever direction, however you want to start it out, it's all up to you and your creativity. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, we oh, got our wow. popcorn and our red cups. We ready, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should be happy that she gave, honey. Okay. You should be happy that she gave you the children's book and not some some thigh high uh, red boots in it. Red boots. That's where I'm gonna go with it. <laughs> All right. So once upon a time, there was a puppy named Red, and Red was a special puppy who um, did all that he can. To grow, he wanted to be bigger, he wanted to be stronger, but he was a very small, um, meek little puppy. And one day he met a young girl by the name of Juliana. He was, and he met her when he was walking down the street, and he met little Juliana, and Juliana had these special beans. And she told Red. Red told her all told her all his problems and told uh, her that she wanted he wanted to be bigger and stronger and he wanted to make his mark on the world. Well, Juliana said to him, "Well, Red, you there's only one way to do that. I have some magic jelly beans." And she goes, "Well, Red goes, well, what's what's with the magic jelly beans?" She was like, "Well, I use them to make me bigger and stronger and smarter." And so one day. Um, uh, Juliana gave Red the Red finally because he was nervous at first to take the jelly beans. So one day Juliana gave him the. Um, he finally built up the courage to try the jelly beans, the magic jelly beans, and he ate one of the jelly beans. And Red turned into a big red jelly bean, and Juliana ate him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it going there.
please, you can use this. We don't want no coins. If you ever want to use that in a story, you just let go us. Go ahead. You just go <laughs> right ahead and let us go let ahead. us know where we can purchase it. <laughs> oh, too funny. <laughs> that was that so was good. hilarious. We so appreciate you coming to kick it with us in the chat room on today. We want you to shout out all of your social media where everybody can catch your show, um, where everybody can purchase your books, any events you have coming up. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. Again, my name is Maria Wills. You can um, find my book, The Secret Keeper Perfect, The Way You Are, on Amazon. Um, you can also find it on my website, www.imariawills.com. Um, my show, Afternoon Tea Radio, it is every Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time on Real 1100 AM, iHeartRadio, and you can also go to AfternoonTeaRadio.com and listen live there. You can also listen to our previous shows. Um, we've had some great shows this tomorrow. We are on um, air with Watch the Duck, which is a uh, musical duo um, that's signed with Pharrell. And we're talking men in music, the story behind the stereotype. Um, so it's going to mm-hmm. be a dope show. I uh, suggest everyone listen in. And, um, yeah, you can find follow me on I Am Maria Wills on all social media outlets and Afternoon Tea Radio Atlanta on Instagram. Awesome. We're going to make sure we follow you. But we had such a great time with you. Please, just you can come yeah. back anytime. This is your home. Yeah. So anytime Thank you want to kick you it with too. us, just, just let us know. We'll make it happen. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me, ladies. We are so appreciate you. And now we know that you like to talk about the stereotypes. You'll be having some good shows. We're going to have you come in and be able to talk that talk with us. I'm trying to tell you. (laughs) Absolutely. I love it. You make sure you tune in Friday. Friday we're doing Battle of the Sexes, y'all. It's going down Friday. And we have four favorite right. guests that are coming on. Make sure you tune in if you want to call in and chime in. We're going to be talking about everything from open relationships to uh, Christian relationships to they don't know what's going on. It's a complicated <laughs> relationship. We're just going to be talking. It's going down here in the chat room. So you are welcome to, to come and hang out with us. We appreciate you. Felicia, I'm not sure if that's our, our next guest or a question for Maria. Do, do you see that number? Oh, Is that our next yep. guest? Let's take a hand up, 317-345. You are live in the chat room. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Oh, how you all doing? I'm sorry. I'm Superstar K. I'm calling from Cleveland, Ohio. Hey. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. (laughs) Man, we in here loving this music. We about to talk that talk with you. We we just loving this music. We we done played everything but one song already. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. We so appreciate you. Marie, we thank you. If you want to hang out with us, feel free. I'm going to go ahead and get started on dinner. <laughs> All right. That sounds All like right. a plan. We appreciate <laughs> well, you. Well, thank you again. Thank you for having me. Have a good one. Yeah, okay, right good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was awesome, Leash. Absolutely. And now we got our next fabulous guest, y'all. We've been listening to his music all day. Uh, <laughs> welcome mm-hmm. to the star. Hey, welcome, welcome. Thank y'all for having me. I appreciate it. 
You are more Thank than you. Welcome. Yes, and we 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 bougie over here. We we book bougie and music bougie, and so sometimes we get music. We be like, mm mm, but we got that music. We're like, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> so we got to go. We got to go way. <laughs> we got to go way back. So you got to tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your your musical journey. Okay, well I'm a I am superstar caterer. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. I didn't live pretty much all over the U.S. Whatever at some point or another. Um, came back to Cleveland. Decided to really start doing it myself. As an artist, I had been writing for people and producing for people for years, and decided to you know kind of took the scales a bit myself. Whatever started getting into the rap heavy, whatever I started the scene was a bit crowded, so I made my way into R&B to see, um, you know, what all I could do to shake the scene up a bit there. Whatever's still working on it right now. Whatever um, got one album out, another album coming next November, and you know, many projects mm-hmm. in between times. Absolutely. So what made you go on to go on to music? You started writing, you started producing. What what was what was going on in your world when you decided to say, Let me go ahead and make this happen? Well, with the um with the music, like I was it was mostly like me just, you know, rapping here or whatever and, and, and stuff like that, whatever. But then twenty sixteen in November I lost my son. Whatever my wife and I uh, lost our son. So during that time, whatever, like it kinda, you know, threw me into a depression. And on my way coming back up, whatever, I just told myself that I was going to do everything that I felt like I was afraid to do before. So I stepped into R&B scene myself and started pushing, pushing, and pushing. I dropped uh, my first album, Shadows of August. That was strictly a dedication to my son and, like, everything that was going on in my life at the time. So I titled it after him, which his name was August. So I dropped, uh, it was 30 tracks on that album. that It's on, you know, Google Play and everything right now. But I dropped that um, in dedication to him. And since then, it ever like I just I've been living fearless today. So, you know, I guess that mm-hmm. that's what kind of gave me my jump start. Mhm. Absolutely. Mm. Now, when you stepped onto the scene, and and like you were saying, you you were coming from um, a vulnerable place, but you decided to to just take it and be fearless and step forward. What was it like walking into that industry um, for the first time? For a new artist, it was it was intimidating. Honestly, like at the time, it was intimidating because there's like I'm looking at all of these people that have been writing for years, and you know they're making they're making pretty decent songs and so forth, whatever. And I'm looking like you know, okay, well, this person actually has vocal talent. Like I've never gone through vocal training or anything, you know what I'm saying? And so it was just a matter of you know trying to trying to see if I can keep up. I didn't want to just fade into the background with anybody or like just blend into the shadows. I wanted something that would stand out um, more so than ever. And with my first project, like you'll hear a lot of auto-tune on it because, you know, I wasn't as confident recording some of those songs. Um, and then as it progresses, whatever, like near the end, whatever, you'll still hear some auto-tune, you know, here and there, whatever, but there was a lot more harmonizing and stuff involved in it because, you know, the the fear was starting to go away to where I realized that I could make songs that were at the same caliber, if not above, as my peers. And so I just began to go on and push that, whatever, and see what happened, whatever, and it's been getting pretty good results, whatever, from what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, this is uh, Tony Superstar K, and uh, first of all, thanks again for joining Alicia and I tonight. But you said you went, walked into this industry without any musical 
background. Do you feel that that is something that you may want to uh, venture into one day? Yes and no. I mean, the reason I say no, whatever, is because like with like with some people, whatever you know, what I'm saying it, it's just kind of you know something that they can adapt to. With me producing for so long, whatever, I've worked with mm-hmm. people all over the world, so I I can like you know adapt to certain things well. I do play some instruments, you know, stuff like that. I mean, I've been writing for singers and rappers for years, so I do have you know at least a little point you know in there, whatever. Um, I definitely do, however, want to work on my vocals more, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I want to, you know, be able to continue to go into different genres because now I've got, like, I do rap, I do R&B, I do pop, whatever. I've been doing some dance hall tracks as lately, you rock songs, you know, stuff like that. So I definitely want to be able to be all over. Like, I don't I don't want to just be known for, like, one certain sound or one mm-hmm. genre right. or whatever. I want to be able to, like, touch anything that I that I desire to, whatever, and be able to, like, master it. So to a point, uh-huh. yes, and to a point, no, because I kind of like being able to freestyle. Like, I don't have to follow a formula without having right. musical you know, training. I don't have a formula to follow. I just do whatever is in my heart. No, no, no limits and no boundaries, which is pretty much our topic. <laughs> right, yes. Absolutely. Now, okay, so you, you have stepped into the industry. You have filled your way around. How was the, the transition from rap and R&B um, because you, you started with rap because it was more comfortable to you, correct? Yes. That's what I grew up That's around. My older brother, our prophet, shout out to him. He um, he actually got me into the rap scene uh, at eight. So, yeah. You said eight? What? At eight? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, because wow. I saw him doing it. So it was one of those, you know, I want to be like my big brother type thing. And so I started getting into it, whatever. And um, it took from 1998 to, I'd say, about 2015 before I, you know, got confident enough to be like, I'm going to go to the mic myself. You know, like. Right. Yeah. Awesome. And so what was the hardest yeah. part about your journey, do you think, outside of being able to voc- uh, vocalize everything the way you really think that it should be, you know, for you? What I, else was the hardest I part think- about your journey? The most difficult part for me, uh, honestly, was having the confidence to meet with label execs because mm-hmm. no matter, like, I've, I've been approached by several major labels or whatever, and we've had talks. I actually have a meeting coming up um, soon with somebody. I'm not going to say who, but it's, I have to go to New York for it. And, ever, and um, it's a major brand that ever, like, I, it's it's kind of difficult for me because, like, I'm, I'm a perfectionist whatever, at the point that I'm at now, so it's like I don't. At the time, I was releasing records, you know, rapidly and whatever. Now I'm I'm a lot slower with how, you know, how I wait, whatever, and what times I should release a record and, and stuff like that. And so before, like, with with me now, whatever, you know, dropping such so sporadically, whatever, you know, randomly, whatever, if you will, it's difficult for me trying to find out. I'm mean, trying to see what the labels see in me whatever, or feeling like I'm good enough. I don't want to go to a meeting with one of them, whatever, and, and you know, get turned down, or, whatever, or you got a little bit of work to do, you know, and then come back to see it, whatever. Like, I want to make sure that I'm fully ready when I step into that meet with them, whatever. And so it's always mm-hmm. a matter of me, like, it had been a big matter of me trying to reschedule so that I can, you know, get better or remix this down again, mix this down again, mix this down again, you know, trying to make sure that everything is perfect. 
whatever. And so it's been a long wait, whatever, like, with me trying to go ahead and actually set up meetings and stuff. I'm still catching up to stuff that we had originally set up in 2016, whatever, and we're going into 2019, whatever, and now I'm feeling confident enough now, like, okay, let's go ahead and get the record, you know, let's go take these mm-hmm. and go to this city and, and go meet with this person and stuff. So that's that's definitely been the most difficult part because it, it, I took a big confidence hit watching people around me go to the labels and get turned down, and I thought they were pretty good. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's probably mm. scary for me. Absolutely. And if you could drop five jewels on a new up-and-coming artist that's trying to come into the industry, um, outside of making sure that they have confidence, what are some other jewels you drop on them? Um, one, practice makes perfect. Uh, that would be, uh, I'm going to start from bottom on up. Practice makes perfect. Um, professionalism is key. Uh, always doing your homework or whatever, like always study up on, on the people, you know, that you like the most. Um, stay consistent. And lastly, I have to go with um, let nobody in this industry intimidate you or put fear in your heart from achieving your dreams. Definitely. Uh-huh. Those are key. Yeah. I like that last one, don't be intimidated. Absolutely. Yeah, because they could... Had I had somebody drop those on me, whatever, like, within this time, I'd probably be a lot further. But, you know, we mm-hmm. all have our times, whatever, so it's like I'm going to get there eventually. It's just taking me a little longer. Well, you're going to get there because we were loving the music we heard today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm working on it, whatever, like, I'm I'm getting, I'm coming around, whatever, you know, to get my confidence and stuff back up, whatever. I think, uh, like I was saying, like, with, me going into the depression over losing my son, it took I took a big hit on that. So a lot of those songs that weren't even for the public, it was more so for me, whatever, you know, just to release it. But we ended up putting them on the album. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. my label or whatever it was, they were in, I will say, straights with me or whatever. Like they, you know, told me what they felt about it, whatever, as a whole, and, you know, each individual song. So we went ahead and rolled with it. But. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Now, Superstar K, this is Tony. How often do you perform live? Oh, man. Um, currently, because I'm working on three albums right now, I'm mm-hmm. probably going maybe once every two months. Mm-hmm. I'm in the okay. studio more than anything else. And, and what's the difference between studio and live? I mean, what is it about a live audience that that just doesn't compare to a studio? The, with the studio, whatever it's like, I can I can take my time, you know, make whatever mistakes I'm gonna make, try out different things and whatnot. When it comes to being live, whatever, I I get I get the vibe off of the energy that the crowd gets. You know, where I get mm-hmm. to try to put them into a different mood with a certain type of song. You know what I'm saying? Um, in the studio, you got to, like, create your own energy. And so when I'm, mm-hmm. you know, in the studio, I typically be working for months there, but it's like that's all practice. Once you hit that stage, it's live. You know what I'm saying? You only get one shot at it, whatever. So that's how I try to go into it, thinking of it that way, whatever, and just go for the go. Mm. I love it. Now mm-hmm. I have a question. When you sat down... And you sat down to write. 
when you write, where does your, I know that you started out writing from your depression, so writing from what was going on, but now when you sit down to write, where does your inspiration come from? The inspiration still comes from a lot of the same places, honestly. Um, like, I still think about my son never, like, I sit with his ashes in the studio. Um, I think about relationships that I've had. Some were good, some were bad. You know, some other people made mistakes, I made mistakes, so forth. And was, sometimes I'll even, you know, think about friends that have went through certain situations, you know, I can go into it and discuss that. Like, I, I've come from the street life, turned my entire life around. Now I'm a multi-business owner, so it's like it's not always, you know, that negative uh, street talk or whatever, you know what I'm saying, when I go to the mic or whatever, it's like I could play a lot of different avenues because I've done a lot and seen a lot and, you know, been involved in a lot. So, I mean, the inspiration can really hit from a number of places. It just depends on what kind of mood that particular production puts me in. And then I'll just go into that zone and go for it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we want to we want to play this la- this song that we have. Now, I want to talk about this cover before we play this song. Let's talk about this cover. I I know the concept behind the cover, but the creation of the cover. Let's talk about where you got that from. This is for I'm I'm guessing this is for Shadows of August. I don't I don't even know which songs you have. Yeah, for uh yep, Shadows of August. Oh, okay. Um for that whatever originally I wanted I wanted something similar, whatever. Um, like it's a picture of my son, whatever, with him being stillborn, whatever. I wanted a picture of him, but I didn't want it like a direct image because you know it was a lot for me to try and deal with. You know, every time I would see it, so I had went to a couple of different designers, whatever, and I told them, you know, like improvise. I just wanted something that was, you know, amazing, whatever, something that. But I wanted to like keep it simple at the same time. Every time I looked at it, I wanted to remember, you know, who I do it for, what that project was for you know, directly, and I got a couple of designs back, some I liked, some I didn't, but um, when it came down to it, I felt like it would be best if I did it myself, so I just went into the program, and I just kind of did the same thing that I do with the music, whatever, I just let whatever came out, come out, and see what, you know, happened, whatever, and we ended up with the, um, with perfect art form, whatever, I felt like it symbolized, like, it, it let everyone know, you know, what the album was for, or whatever, um, you know, based off of that in the title. So I was hoping that somebody mm-hmm. would like it. Uh-huh. I do very creative and it 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 said more. You know, it said a lot more, um just before listening to the music. And I think you know, part of that is like we get a lot of authors on here and you know, your their covers are part of the eye candy uh, of the content. And so that is a that's what draws people in and makes people say, okay, let me see what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And so I could mm-hmm. see myself saying, let me see what's going on in here with this cover. Then when I got into it, I was like, oh, okay, I like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. So that's we have like, I discussed it with anyone that ever actually likes the cover. Like they asked me about it. Nobody's really asked me about it other than you know the people that are in the studio with me that like. I love that mm-hmm. artwork, you know. That's the first time I think anybody's ever pointed it out. So definitely big thank you. Mm-hmm. We notice everything over here in this cat. <laughs> we do. I see, man. I gotta, I gotta stay in. I gotta definitely stay in touch. I can stay in tune with y'all a lot. 
I just want to sit here. I, I just want to sit here and people shout sometimes. Like, yeah, you know, whenever yeah. I get breaks from studio, like, I just want to sit and see what's going on. Uh huh. Come on through. Yeah, it's all right. Now we're going to play text message. I want you to talk a little bit about text message before we play it, um, and talk about where the creativity from that, uh, from the words came from. Oh, the um, text me in the AM. Yeah, text me in the AM came from um, me being in a relationship and feeling like you know that I was giving. I I felt like I was you know doing the right things and whatnot, whatever. But I wasn't getting the same back, whatever. It was just me pretty much speaking to someone. Like it was a similar message that I left on their voicemail, whatever, at the time when I was going through it and. Telling them, you know what I'm saying, how I felt and how I wanted things to work. But if they, you know, if they couldn't make time for me or whatever, then I'd rather just be by myself and stuff. So that's pretty much what that one was. That's that's pretty that's pretty deep. That's pretty deep for a man. No offense, yeah. look, no offense. Yeah. For a man, that's yeah. deep because you know sometimes y'all don't be that deep. I'm just saying, no shade, but shade. <laughs> no, I just I, I definitely understand it. Like I'm one of those people that feel like you know. Yeah. Like, Will make a, you, it, it'll make you a real man whatever, if you can be yourself 100%. If you hide in your feelings, whatever, I don't feel like that's 100%. So I don't mind exactly. putting my heart out. Yeah. I like that. It's refreshing. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> You're right. Now, <laughs> right. I'm like, how old are you? See, yeah, we're going to ask. We're going to be nosy. How old are you? Oh, you're good. I'm 28. I'll be 29 in February. Well, all that wisdom. I'm going to need you to sit I down know, and right? a workshop with some brothers over 30. <laughs> sit down and talk to them and share your She said over 30. <laughs> yeah, over 30. It's right. over 30 that I need to sit down with you and then just be able to talk talk about some things with you. <laughs> but we're going to right. play man in the AM here on Let's Chat. We got the fabulous artist, superstar Kate in the building. Please leave a voice. Please leave a voice message for. At the tone, please record your message. When you are finished recording, hang up or press one for more options. If you can call to say you love me, then I'd rather you just leave me alone. Never will when you don't pick up the phone. Pick up the phone, the phone. The and phone. if you happy doing you, then that's alright. I'll let you be in your zone. Be in your zone. But don't be texting in the morning when you waking up to see that I'm gone. See that I'm gone, I'm gone. This is the seventh time I called you, but I get no reply. If it's just you, I with your girl. Somehow you never keep a charge, it's just a lie on the lie I'm my head, I mean, I don't get it Let me know if we're finished Tell me that you're still in it No, I'm not fighting alone Reasons before we ended The regular time we spent it A habit, I'm trying to kick it I guess it's true what they say Love is a drug and it's addictive like If you can call to say you love me Then I'd rather you just leave me alone Never will when you don't pick up the phone. Pick up the phone, the phone. The and phone. if you happy doing you, then that's alright. I'll let you be 
But don't be texting in the morning when you waking up to see that I'm gone. See that I'm gone, I'm gone. You don't say I regret a thing. You know that some people change. I may never fully recover. I guess it's part of the game. All I ever did love you. Guess it wasn't the same. Drinking to ease the pain and just Wondering if you miss me yet You let your pride get the best of you, that's your big regret Tears fall from south and south I'm gone, I'm gone If you can't call to see you love me Then I'd rather you just leave me alone Leave me alone, alone You alone. say I'm tripping, you don't get it Never will when you don't pick up the phone Waking up to see that I'm gone See that I'm gone, I'm gone If you can't call to say you love me Then I'd rather you just leave me alone Leave me alone, alone You alone. say I'm tripping, you don't get it Never will when you don't pick up the phone Pick up the phone, the phone the And phone. if you happy doing you Then that's alright, I'll let you be in your Waking up to see that I'm gone See that I'm gone gone You are now tuned in to the mother uh, Greatest Yes, we are back, we are back Welcome to Let's Chat I am Miss Leisha, you know I got my right hand most of the time, she is my left, the fabulous Miss Tony, honey. We is over here kicking it with artist Superstar K. That was his Text Me in the AM. We've been playing his music all show. Every song that you have heard has been his. We are so excited. We are so excited for you. We are so proud of you. We want you to shout out to everybody who gets your album, any, any events you have coming up, people want to see you, your social media, all of that. And I said, currently, I've got an event coming up. We had to push it to January because uh, I got some. I, I've had some health issues, whatever I say. So I'm pushing um, an event of mine to January. It'll be the last Saturday in January. Whatever I'm throwing, like a big event. I'll be performing. There'll be some other artists from the city performing with the Cleveland, in my hometown. It'll be the third time I've actually ever performed in my own city. Uh, <laughs> We got the album right now, Shadows of August. It is on iTunes, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, it's everywhere. Um, I have a, a few projects on SoundCloud, YouTube. Um, they're just, you know, little playlists, mixtapes and stuff. I got a collab project coming in a month with one of my newer artists, Ghost, that is called uh, No Sleep Till Morning. So that's like a little five, seven track. And I have another album coming in 2019. No official date set on it, but it'll be on the second half of the year. I know that. Uh-huh. I just want to say that's some grown man stuff on that uh, that last song. This is Tony. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I love that song. It just started you, off right. <laughs> yeah, I went over that song so many times. That was actually the, the very first R&B song I ever recorded. Like, I was so nervous really? in the studio, like, all my friends are around, you know, and they're all, like, 
these like tough guys and whatnot, whatever, and I go in there and I'm singing. Everybody else is rapping, and they're looking at me like when I come out, like, man, that was good. I'm like, y'all actually like this? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, your voice. It's like a Chris Brown feel, but not Chris Brown. But, you know, I, you feel it. You know what I'm saying? Chris, yeah, you don't I have those voices like, that people can feel. Says. Absolutely. Yeah. We love it. And you are welcome back anytime. Feel free to send us any music anytime. We will play anything you send us. We love it. We will always thank support you. Thank you. you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Whatever. Thank you all for having me. Definitely. Not I've enjoyed my, my time here. Most definitely. And thank you, Brittany. We appreciate you. And we want to thank you guys for coming to kick it with us in the chat room on today. And we will see you all next time. Let us know whenever you want to come through. Okay. Thank you. You're more than welcome. I love it, T. I love his music. We're going to be playing his music all day, every day now. We got some new music to play. <laughs> no, we're going to put that in our rotation list because when I first heard it at the start of the show, I'm like, hold up, this is new stuff up here. I love uh-huh. it. Absolutely, absolutely. And we got our next fabulous guest. We love her. Y'all, she is the most creative, the most loving. I don't know if you guys have, make sure y'all try and catch her live because she is always encouraging and just really just speaking to to your spirit. She really taps into it. We got the fabulous Georgia E. Dawkins coming to kick it with us and tell us she got some stuff cooking in her creative kitchen, child. Hey, Georgia. Hey, I'm excited. I'm really hyped. Y'all always have the best guests, and I think I'm about to drop a mixtape in 2019. I don't know. I just feel super inspired, and I'm I'm strongly considering it. Wasn't he awesome? He was great, but I make up songs with my cousins all the time, like about food, about people not being grown and talking back. Um, so I feel like if I can pile all that together, you know, I can mm-hmm. have another you thing about them. Right, you got yeah. something coming. You got something coming. Yeah, we just build we it well. Gonna... You know, we just build... <laughs> Absolutely. Our topic today is no limits, no boundaries. So, hey, oh, yeah. you can do it. Now yes, we know and I love that up. about boundaries. That was so great. Yes, you know what, and you know, sometimes, you know, boundaries, you know, as women, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes we go through things, and we, our edges, you know, we be stressed, and sometimes (laughs) when you just, you don't need edge control, you just need boundaries sometimes to get them, get you right together. (laughs) If you don't have edges, you don't have boundaries, your head just go where you want to go. So you don't need none of that. All right, Georgia, let us know what you got cooking in your creative kitchen. Because I know you're over there cooking up some stuff. You told us a little bit, but I, you got more. <laughs> I know you do. It's so mm-hmm. crazy because I'm I'm happy that I finally got to meet both of you ladies. It's so beautiful, your energy. It, it felt so good to walk into the event the other night and see familiar faces I've never seen before, you know? That was mm-hmm. such a, like a weird moment, but it was beautiful. Um, but, yeah, things have changed even since I saw you uh, last week. Wow. Going on. Um, but the main thing in 2019 is I'm going from behind the scenes to in front of the camera, and that is kind of scary. 
and I'm scared because I know what kind of producer I've been, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've mm-hmm. been really, really hard on his talent, but, you know, pushing him, and now I need somebody to push me, you know, but a lot of things mm-hmm. are coming up. I've got my podcast coming, uh, Perfect Producer Podcast is coming in 2019. I'm, that's my baby. That is my baby. That's the thing mm. I'm most excited about in, in 2019. Mhm. Well, you know, this is Tony, um, pretty lady. Hey, it Pete. was such a pleasure to meet you as well. And you want to talk about energy, girl? You have it flowing off of you. So we are so wow. excited to meet you, and even more excited to have you with us tonight. It's my third visit. I'm like family. Yeah, I know. Like, right. I should get a sash seat. or something. Right, you got your own seat. It's a it's a uh, DE on the back. You see that? We got your own little seat. Everything. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's cute. That's cute. Oh, I love it. <laughs> now, Purpose Producer, tell tell us a little bit about Purpose Producer and, and why you coined yourself that. Well, Purpose Producer is actually a gift to me from God. So when I left my dream job, my so-called dream job of producing a national talk show, God told me that I was more than a television producer, that I was a purpose producer, and that everything I put my hands on, I'm extracting purpose from that. So a purpose producer is a person using his or her gifts to help others reach their destiny. You know, oh, she's the purpose producer, just a little name, a little catchphrase or whatever. And then it evolved. I was like, let me put this on social media. I created an Instagram account and then T-shirts. Um, the T-shirts have been doing very well. Um, I sell those on my website, georgetalkins.com. I launched it, launched the T-shirt line at FAMU in October at Homecoming. And that was so beautiful because that's home for me. I graduated in 2010. And to have that kind of reception to my book, and to a brand new line of T-shirts. I've never done T-shirts before. This is kind of <laughs> it's kind of scary. The apparel part of it. Okay, well, I need a T-shirt. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'll send you later some T-shirts. We need one. Don't forget me. I want mine too. I send my size over. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> you got. It. You've earned it. Y'all have shown me so much. <laughs> And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. A lot of people talk about it, but not everybody's mm-hmm. about it. And you, both of you, have been very consistent with me, and I, I appreciate all the love. I appreciate oh. it. Well, we appreciate you, girl. Yes, we do. Now, you got all these speaking engagements. You got your, your radio show um, that's coming, and you have your TV show that's coming. What, what's book-wise, what you got coming on the horizon? I have books coming. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to be able to write everything at, like, at one time. There's so many things I want to do, so many books I want to write, and I can't put them all out in 2019. <laughs> but definitely mm-hmm. I'm working on a book right now um, related to the speaking engagements. I speak at a lot of schools, and lately I've been speaking to students about building wealth. Go ahead and get the bag now. Go ahead and start your company now. Like, don't wait till you graduate. Don't let anybody tell you you got to go ahead and get a degree first. No. You have skills. Now, mm-hmm. I was writing papers, you know, adults. You know, I need help with this. Can you help me with, with these emails? Can you help me clean out this? 
No, my time is valuable. And had I known that then, I would have put a price on it. So I'm telling kids mm-hmm. now, put a price on it. Start your LLC. Start bringing in money now. Write your book. Publish your book. You don't have to be 50 years old to write a memoir. You have experienced some things in your life that can help somebody else around you. Write it. Publish it. Make money in your sleep. So I am compiling my, my speeches and more of my experience losing a four-year scholarship. I lost a full ride to school when I was, when I was 14 years old. I got a full ride scholarship at 12, lost it at 14. I'm pulling from my real-life experiences to really encourage this next generation of creators. So that's going to be a book. (laughs) That's just one. I have a a few others. But thank you. Thank you. I'm excited about that one. Um, Walking into classrooms, auditoriums, and seeing the lights come on, there's just no Mm -hmm. feeling like that. Mm-hmm. And we need more of that for our for our youth, you know, because sometimes yeah. you know they they could just be like just floundering out there with no direction, and and you start mm-hmm. them young with some directional guidance, it'll go so much further than waiting till twenty thirty years down the road. Like you said, start mm-hmm. now, start early. Why you could be so passionate about what mm-hmm. it is that you want, and in case that's not yeah. what you want to do, you'll find out and you'll channel it into something else. Yeah, and if that's the case, hurry up and fail. Hurry up and exactly. find out what you're not good at, what you don't like, so that mm-hmm. you can put yourself in position to be more successful at that thing, at your purpose. Mm-hmm. And you learn from failure as well. Mm-hmm. Child 2018. <laughs> <laughs> learn from failure. You live and you learn. That's what they say. But it's mm-hmm. a little easier said than done. True. true. You ain't never lied. Now, you know, if we were sitting here in 2022 and we were talking about the things that Georgia has accomplished, what are some of the things we'd be talking about? Wow. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So 22 is my favorite number. It's my angel number. It's the number for master builder. So 2022, you saying that is so specific. I haven't thought that (laughs) far out. But by that time, I hope to have at least three books out. My plan is to put out a book a year, um, have at least three books out by then, and have multiple shows on television, multiple. Like, I'm manifesting a production deal. I'm manifesting Mm -hmm. a deal. People bring me content all the time, and I'm constantly seeing visions of, of series, of television series or of screenplays or of books, of stage plays. I see it all the time, and I have to grab it Mm -hmm. before I lose Mm -hmm. it. But I need the resources. I need the support to be able to produce these things. They're going to be great when you see them. (laughs) But you can't see them (laughs) if they're in my head. (laughs) Right. Mm. (laughs) Right. Well, you have to have goals, though. Yeah, no, those are the goals. Those are the goals. I'm getting ready to do my vision board now for 2019, and you got me thinking I might as well go ahead and start on 2022 and put that up. Absolutely. And all those years in between. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I'm not really the planner. Like, even though I'm a producer and my life is built by, like, a rundown, I don't really like to plan. Like, naturally, I like to go with the flow. I like to just, oh, let's just see what happens this year. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's how you pretty far. dangerous. 
Right, that it's no, working for really. you. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Because this was the one year I didn't do the vision. This was the year I didn't do it. I left up my vision board from 2017 because I had a few mm-hmm. other things I wanted to manifest. And they came. They came to pass. Now, $30 million. And it hasn't come yet. But um, <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but soon enough, soon enough, I'm patient. I'm patient. Absolutely. <laughs> so you're a producer. And it's so many, and you talked about producing people's dreams and so many people that have thoughts and ideas on creating web series and movies and this and that. Drop some jewels on them. We want you to put your producer hat on real quick Just and drop a few jewels on those people that are pushing into that different, those different directions. What are some of the things that uh, you would drop on them to help them manifest those thoughts, those visions and ideas? Well, first of all, write it down. If it's real, if you're really committed to it, write it down, watch it manifest. I believe that writing is how I hold myself accountable, so I always tell people, do that first. But the main thing mm-hmm. I see when people are pitching, pitching shows to me and um, other ideas is they want it to go straight to network. They want to go straight to, you know, ABC or FX or Netflix. They want the major players. It doesn't take all that. You have to stop and ask yourself, what's the purpose for me producing this particular project? Am I doing it for the money? Because if that's the truth, then be honest with yourself. If you're doing it to share the story, if you're doing it to help people, then you can do that on your own. People do independent mm-hmm. projects all the time. So don't let the resources or the, the lack of network interest deter you from producing your dream. Mm. And the, another thing for me, because I'm my career in television, uh, behind the scenes and in front of the camera, is evolving. And so with each new level, I ask God for a mentor. Send me somebody who knows how to do it because mm. I don't want to be out here, you know, floundering. And I can't, you know, figure it out and I'm, I'm failing. No, I need someone who's not only going to show me how to do it, but who's going to hold me accountable to my own greatness. Mhm. Mhm. That's a good one. <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> accountability. I think accountability is something that, you know, we forget about. You know, it's right up there with mm-hmm. procrastination. But it's the Ooh. opposite. Oh yeah. We procrastinate and we Ooh. are not accountable. <laughs> it's right. Mm-hmm. They right up there going hand in hand, skipping through the park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. And that that's that's part of our topic is no limits and no boundaries. And we were talking about at the beginning of the show how a lot of times your boundaries and your limits are created by you. Mm-hmm. You know, and and most of the time because it's either people that you've welcomed into your circle or thoughts that you may have or doubts that you may have or a fear that you may have. And talk a little bit about that. Um, no limits and no boundaries and what that means to you. I had to hold myself accountable this year. I, mm-hmm. Like I told you, I like to go with the flow. But this year taught me you got to have boundaries, Georgia. <laughs> you have to. You can't let everybody in. You can't let everybody up close and personal because that's just who I am naturally. But I've become a lot more protective of Georgia in this season. Because people, especially in entertainment, they're vultures. They're vultures, and they mm. will suck your creativity away. They will take all your energy like, like a vampire. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so wow. I learned a lot about business. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And boundaries. That is key. That is key. Having that, having things in writing, having that contract before you go into an agreement, before you do the work, that's a lesson I learned. I ran a whole company for six months this year just to find out I had no ownership in it. I was like, yeah. Mm. Boundaries. Wow. Boundaries. I was operating outside the boundaries. I didn't. I failed to create the boundary by mm-hmm. signing the contract. The contract came six months six months later, and that's when I found out. So having that up front would have given me more parameters. And also, as it pertains to personal relationships, I had mm-hmm. to learn that not everybody who is calling you every day wants to talk to you every day. They are calling to see what they can use against you. Oh, you better talk that's about deep. it. You better talk about mm-hmm. it. It's real mm-hmm. hurt. It's real hurt. It's real hurt, and it's it's a little fresh. I had to sit down the last couple months and just heal, just allow myself time to breathe, allow myself time to grieve those relationships I had to let go due to lack of boundaries. That's and real. Included business, yeah. You better talk about mm. it. That's so true. So very true, and I think that was your post that I snagged, where it says, um, "It's it's what was it? It's it's hurtful when you share your hurt, and then that person hurts you with that hurt." Was that what you posted? Oh, I, I probably shared it to a Insta story, but I did see that the other day. When you tell the person, you know, this is what hurts me, and then they take that to hurt you, that's devastating. That's betrayal. I trusted you with my vulnerabilities, and you betrayed me. Mm-hmm. That's a real post. There, there's been a couple of Instagram posts this week that have, like, triggered me. I had to call, call my therapist, girl. I'll be there tomorrow because <laughs> <laughs> Instagram is doing too much. Too much. And and that's so true. You got to call it what it is. You know, a lot of times we'll say, oh, that, you know, that was on me. I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, a lot of times people do things and it's purposeful. It may not be purposeful, oh, but it is purposeful. And I think that if they were thinking of you when they were doing it, they wouldn't have done it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of times yeah. people, like we were talking about, you you bring people into your circle and into your space, and, and sometimes those are the people that, that put those lids on you and those boundaries on you, um, and they prevent you from stepping forward, and it was because you allowed oh, yeah. them in, but at the same time, you have to put blame where it goes. You know, Ooh. trust is a tricky thing. Trust is very tricky. Um, and mm-hmm. I've thrown out blame. I throw out blame, and I, I, I replace blame with accountability. Instead of saying, mm-hmm. okay, Georgia, I, I start blaming myself for I let them in, I did this, I confided in them, that's where I went wrong. Instead of calling mm-hmm. it blame, it's accountability. Just like I'm holding them accountable, I have to hold myself accountable to what I contributed to the situation. Mm. Right. But sometimes you blame have to be just, mature enough like to accept that, that, that accountability. To know oh, that absolutely. you have to be accountable, yes. you know, because how are you mm-hmm. going to grow? How do you grow? Exactly. If you don't do that? 
And how and can you know expect what? someone to forgive you if you don't know how to forgive you? If you haven't become that forgiveness that you're seeking, how do you mm-hmm. know what it looks like? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, a lot of times people get comfortable in their brokenness, and they call it happiness. Mm-hmm. And on. really what it is is avoidance. You're avoiding growth, mm-hmm. um, and, and you're not, and you're settling. You know what I'm saying? You're mm-hmm. not really, mm-hmm. but they get so comfortable in their brokenness, and it's like, no. That that's victim, not, that's not what they like is. it. They mm-hmm. like being a victim, because if I play the victim, Miss T, you can't hold me accountable, because I'm the victim. So mm-hmm. you can't blame the victim. You can't hold the victim accountable, because I'm the victim. But we can all be victims. We could all mm-hmm. fall somewhere in the victim category, but where does that get us? Pull yourself out of that. Go ahead, brush yourself off. Yeah, it hurt. Yeah, you probably got a little bruised up, and then hold yourself accountable. Learn from your mistakes. And move That's on. Right. Don't, don't stay press, there. You're, you're hurting. Press on. Mm-hmm. And, and know your why. I think that knowing what the mm-hmm. why, I'm at the in the place in my life where, I have to know why. If I'm upset, why are you upset? If, I'm, you know, whatever it is, I want to know why I'm there at that point in time. Why am I feeling this way? Why are you doing this? You know, because a lot of mm-hmm. times you, if you think about the why, you're not going to do it. Because it's like, mm-hmm. sometimes it's like, I don't know. Well, if you don't know, then you shouldn't even be doing it in the first place. Or, right. you know, if it's an ego thing. And it doesn't even have to be on on a on a I'm hurt type of of thing and I'm I'm being petty or reacting because that's ego. But sometimes people do things out of ego and they think that it's them moving forward. Like I'm I'm taking this this way and I'm taking that that way. But you're really moving on ego, so it's really not authentic because ego ego gets you messed up. <laughs> it sure can. I think. I think I'm offended by what you just said. I think, <laughs> I think that was too, I think that was too real for me. I think that was too real. But but what you close said to home, girl. is 100%. <laughs> I mean, like I said, it's fresh, and this season has been real. I don't know if you saw the John Gray clip, Pastor John Gray. That's yes, I did. I posted the, it. 2018. Yeah, 2018. Yeah. In case you needed some confirmation, you know. This is what that year was. This is what this year was about, and it mm-hmm. it has that was on point. And I absolutely needed that confirmation. I knew what it was, but to hear it and to know that it wasn't just me. Other people have been going through this too this year. Okay, mm-hmm. I I feel a little bit better about my healing now because <laughs> I'm not healing by myself. You know, and that's the thing too. We have mm-hmm. to heal together. You know, it's important to heal on our own, but also as a community. As humankind, we need more compassion. We need more mm-hmm. compassion. That's going to cure the ego right there. That'll stop the ego at the door. I think you need even no more need. empathy as well. That's that's a that's a missing element in so many communities. That empathy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, major key. That's a major key. Empathy. I'm going to be feeling everything now. I feel everything. Everybody be going through it. <laughs> Like girl, you got because they heartburn. Oh my God, I feel I felt it. (laughs) I felt it in my spirit. Just be picking it up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
So, you know, here on Let's Chat, we like to do something fun. No, I'm not participating today because I know what y'all do. <laughs> it is a setup. It's a setup. And I will never what forget the first time that we did what this. And y'all did this little game, the little scenario. And I was so nervous. What are you Mm-mm. talking about? You don't Mm-mm. know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a setup. I, I'll, play, I'll play with y'all today, but it's the last time. Oh my god Just a setup to just come back Okay Okay we're coming back We're coming back I'm ready I think It's not a setup It's it's an activity To help fuel Your Mm. creative Mm. Okay (laughs) Oh with that being said I got the perfect props (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> Just pull the Band-Aid off already. <laughs> okay. Now, you know how we do, like we said here on this chat. <laughs> but first of all, sweetie, we so thank you for, for coming on tonight. And uh, it was a pleasure to meet you once again. But uh, we thank want you to give us a live excerpt. And I'm going to give you three props. And your props tonight, you can make up any characters, favorite characters, or new characters. We we don't discriminate. But your props tonight are going to be some red lipstick, a paddle, you know, like a spanking paddle, <laughs> and some <sighs> red, some red thigh-high boots. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. And we can we okay. can ask you we can ask this of you because see you're very creative and we know your creative mm-hmm. mind goes in so many directions that you you got this. We no, I'm scared. I don't like <laughs> easily. <laughs> I think it's it's a live element. It's a being on the spot. I can't write it down, stop and edit it. You know, like that's the thing. That's that's the hindrance. Okay. I got red thigh high boots, red lipstick, and a paddle. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Mm. All right. Okay. I don't know how to tell this. I'm just going to go for it. So let's just say um, it's Friday afternoon in in the newsroom. It's Friday afternoon in the newsroom, and the news director has been out all day. But he decided to call an emergency meeting, a mandatory staff meeting. So everyone has to stay. It's after the six o'clock newscast. It's about six thirty-five, and people got their bags and their hand and their coat and their scarf, and they're getting ready to go. Enters the news director in red thigh-high boots, red lipstick, and a paddle. Everyone looks at him and walks out. Okay, that was the end <laughs> of the meeting. Nobody even said, "Wait, hear what you this was about." <laughs> we don't want to be involved. She said a twist. She said a he. <laughs> that was therapy for me. That was therapy for me. I had to picture one of my former news directors because news <laughs> is predominantly white and male. And I would love to see them humiliated, not as, like, the whole race or anything like that, but those powerful uh-huh. men in positions coming out of the closet, per se. 
but in a, in a humorous way, because I've always seen them and feared them for most of my career, been intimidated uh-huh. in some way because they were intimidated by me. So why not? Uh-huh. Why not soften him up a little bit, put him in some boots with a paddle? I loved it. You I had loved that, it. that just flowed effortlessly. Mm-hmm. That was a little Patty Betty too. I felt Patty Betty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Patty mm-hmm. Betty was in, you know, she was floating there. She I felt her in my spirit. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she's here. She is present. She is present. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. We love oh my god. Y'all make me sweat. I'm sweating. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, we don't know why it's so much. It's so easy to come here on this chat with me and Leash. We just some girls having a good old time. <laughs> well, I, I trust, I trust you, and that's the only reason I let you do it now. Because if I went on somebody else's show and they ain't know them like that, I probably wouldn't do the full exercise. I don't know where the, the thigh high boots would have went on a, a breakfast club interview or something. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Right. <laughs> Oh, man, that was fun. Well, that when we good. have Charlemagne on, we're going to make sure that we give him some red yes. eye high boots and make him create something mm-hmm. with that. I'm going to rewrite <laughs> the story. It's going to be Charlemagne. It's going to be Charlemagne in the thigh high boots and the red lipstick. Oh. And the pattern. We're oh. going to show up to the breakfast club. <laughs> and Angela and you. is going to walk out. <laughs> ne- oh, and that'll be a never forgotten one. episode. <laughs> that'll be the last episode. It'll be the last one. <laughs> the last one. <laughs> we love it. We so appreciate you coming and kicking with us here in the I chat room. You know that you are always welcome. We want you to shout out all of your social media, uh, where everybody can get your book, and your any events you have coming up, and when your podcast so is going to drop. Okay, okay. So we we're, this is the podcast is a deep tease. It's coming in 2019. Uh, right now, my tentative date is April, April 2019. Um, but you mm-hmm. can keep up with when that's happening and other major announcements on my Instagram, and that is Georgia Dawkins. And also with my speaking engagements and what I'm doing in the community, you can follow that at Purpose Producer on Instagram. My website is georgiadawkins.com. That's where you can get a Purpose Producer T-shirt. Or your copy of Everybody Knows the Power of Being in Position. It's also on Amazon, but currently unavailable. So right now, you can only get it through my site. And if you buy it through my site, find it before I send it to you. But look out for the Purpose Producer Podcast. It's going to be amazing conversations with people from all different backgrounds, celebrities, everyday heroes about how they pursue their purpose and how other people were in position for them in order for them to get to their position. Mm. I love it. Awesome. I love Thank it. you. Thank you. And you know, whenever you want to come and kick it with us, you got some things on your on your mind. Yes, we know you're going to have your own podcast, but you know you always got a home here. You can visit whenever you get ready. Absolutely. I would never forsake the fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> we, we so appreciate you, Georgia. Thank you. We're going to kick it with us. Love you no too. Problem. Have a good night. Bye. Have a good one. <laughs> that was awesome, Leash. Yes, this was a great show. We had a fun today. We had three fabulous guests. We appreciate y'all coming to kick it with us on today in the chat room. We will see y'all Friday because you know it's going down in the chat room. It is 
Battle of the Sexes. We got four fabulous guests that's going to come in here, and we're about to just take this relationship thing to a whole nother level. It's about to be grown folk talk up in here. <laughs> Absolutely. I can't wait. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, welcome, welcome, welcome. Make sure y'all stop at our blogtalk.com, check out our archives. You can also check us out on iTunes, actually any podcast app, because we go where you go. We thank y'all for tuning in to Let's Chat, and we will see y'all Friday. Good night, everybody. I got some people that know that I love them, but I ain't got time to make all them calls. I say a funny shit, I'm really sleeping. The music and lean got me off the walls. If I gotta tell you, I love you to show it, then you motherfuckers don't know me at all. If I gotta tell you, I love you to show it, then you motherfuckers don't know me at all. My love work overtime. My hustle is overtime. I'm grinding like overtime. Know you when you wrong or right. Hey. I'm getting nearly, I'm deep in them trenches, I'm missing my babies, I'm up on the road They calling like crazy, I'm chasing this paper to move out the project and into a home Studio going to fuck all these hoes, just like a stripper, I can't put a dope I hate these stages, I'm raging by paper like pages, I book it, then I gotta go Ain't told the mom since I left from the land, so many cities don't know where I am Charter room buses and planes waking up in hotels and then they about to set up like camp Okay, she's sweating a nigga like damn, even my woman that's straight from the plan Sister got married, my brother got locked up, man calling me, telling me check on the fam I'm out here jugging the streets once again, profit the mood that they say once again They back to making the play once again, I wanna see all of my niggas win, I gotta see how